Hey, Podfathers listeners, you can find us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Podfathers, the best parenting podcast in the universe, presented by Barstool Sports. It's your pal Clem here. It's the big man large across the river with a nice little toupee on just to give us some different energy today. We're feeling good. We don't have, I don't think we have a YouTube yet. Maybe we'll throw it in the social clips. We'll see some stuff. We got Joey Langone behind the virtual wall of silence. And here we are, yet another week without the daddy boy chaps. I know all the chaps heads will be just, you know, uh, hitting pause and deleting the episode as soon as they hear that, but a little uh, misunderstanding here. We have a very special guest on the podcast this week. Tommy cheese balls came into Barstool HQ, tore the place down an internet 1.0 legend. And chaps had said, Hey, did you guys finish the, uh, the pod yesterday? Did you do the whole pod? And I said, I said, Nope, we got about 30 minutes left. I can do, you know, 1030 today thinking, Hey, whenever you guys can make it work, 1030 works for me. Large said, I have a doctor's appointment in the morning. We'll be on it then. And then chaps like, all right. And then we said, all right, you guys good for 1030. And chap goes, I left the house. So uncle chaps, there's a chance he's masturbating right now. It's a chance. Yeah. It's a, we, the, your own hand is maybe the most addictive drug you could have. And he's using the floors and he's has his simply safe cameras to make sure no one's watching. Mm. I think our boy chaps, he might be uh, going down a really dark hole. He's, he, I know he's on a peanut butter and jelly run. He might be going on a, a jam run now too. He's jamming himself. So uh, it's me and the big man today. How we doing over there in Jersey large? Good. Yeah. I, um, I'll, I'll cut him slack this time just because I, I think, I mean, I was so high on the, um, on the cheese balls interview like mm-hmm. that lasted a long time and stuff like that and so it seems like we're just going to fill in the blanks to a degree uh, with ads and stuff and obviously chaps can come up for it um but yeah i'm doing good we i've seen a lot of you so so three days in a row clem which is unprecedented three days in a row with clem three days in a row drinking <laughs> with clem including a couple of drinks in the office yesterday while we were doing the interview so it's yeah it's been nice um a little bit of overload for Clemens. It's going to be nice to have a couple of days without you. And when I did the COVID test this morning, I'm getting a colonoscopy on Friday. Oh. Getting the four-foot camera put up the ass on Friday. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's number one in my mind. I've had a bunch of them. It's not a huge deal for me, but it just sounds a lot worse than it is. And I suggest everybody go out and get one, particularly if you're over the age of 40. And uh, that's the way we're starting off a parenting podcast. <laughs> Me telling everyone. Have you got one yet? I have gotten one. By the way, large wearing. Now that the fact you're wearing the wig, you're doing this to make yourself feel younger as you go in for like yeah. your 10th colonoscopy of your life. You're trying yes, to tell yourself exactly. that it's not that bad. I had to get one. I had some stomach. Again, this was I had, I had issues with keto and they said, hey, let's just go in and make sure everything's all right, which seems like a little bit of a thing. Like, do we really want to just make sure everything's all right by throwing a four foot camera up my ass? And I will say this. The worst part, the only I don't even say worst part bad. It's not even a bad part. I don't know is the night before you got to clean yourself out and you take some like, you know, medical grade laxatives 
And I'll tell you, that was worse than anything that went up my ass, anything that came out and then going out under and then coming back up. That's the worst part. Do you have to do that? I imagine you have to do that every single time, right? Yeah. Um, so it's gotten better. It, what, what we used to have to do is uh, take the stuff. I think it was called Colace. Now it's called Go Lightly. So it's a lot less. But you used to have to drink nearly like a gallon of salt water. Oh. Because I got my first one. I'm 49 now. I got my first one. I think I was 22. Yeah. So it's like maybe something like that. So 23. So in the past 27 years or so, it's gotten a lot more palatable. But back in the day when I was doing it, and I was actually, you know, like, I, I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. You know what I mean? But then all of a sudden the alarm goes off. It's a half hour. You got to do another cup of it. You'd be like, oh, my God, it's it's just was so unpalatable. But, yeah, like, you know, you shit a nickel, you swallowed in a fifth grade. All that stuff is true. <laughs> and so you do you do get cleaned out. Um, if you can stomach it, it's not that bad of a thing. And then it's a relatively painless process outside of the IV, basically, for what they do to you. For the way they yeah. violate the shit out of you. And even with me, when they remove stuff and whatnot, it's not it's not that big of a deal. Um, so I'm sure people who are tuning into this podcast wanted to get up close and personal with the inside <laughs> of my colon, my transverse <laughs> and uh, my duodenum. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so here we are. But all, no, so we'll get back ch- to it. All the chaps heads, all the chaps heads who logged off once they heard he wasn't on, they missed all the poop talk. I mean, this has all you're going to get as much poop talk as you're going to get from chapsy. We are, right. we can bring it to you. It may not be this delivered the same way, but it's coming out. It's coming out just as fast and furious. So yeah, that's the pod fathers. It's a little older. We skew that way, but we tell you the real life shit that everyone has to go through. The big man's gone through it a million times. He's your guide. You are the uh, the Native American on the Oregon Trail that makes sure we ford the river or caulk the river, whatever you're doing correctly. They right. got to make sure that there's no traffic in there and you got to kind of clean it out so here we are baby pop fathers another week as you can hear in my voice too i'm on a bender right now the big man said it uh we had a, an event down in the city on saturday the zone had uh the anthony joshua fight uh i shouldn't mm. even say that because he lost his music is who he lost the alexander Usyk fight yes yes so we had that jerry cooney was there we had you know feidelberg pat Zah. we had a great crew of barstool nate. people there the nate dog was there Nate Dog was there. Oh, that's yeah, right. He, yeah, yeah. Nate Dog was there. He played the wall a little bit. I think Nate's a little uh, skittish, particularly after getting hit in the face with the pie and stuff. So mm-hmm. he kind of stays well. But a couple of people from the boxing community there, a couple of promoters and whatnot, a couple of people from the zone. It was nice. I thought it was, you know, a small get together, which is perfect. But it's sometimes being around boxing heads and watching boxing is different. Do you know what I mean? Than being in a crowd and people. And this isn't being a hardo at all because I don't know what I'm doing. But to talk to people like the guy, Dan Canobio, who's from CompuBox, like I, I yelled over to him, how do you have it so far, Dan? He's like, I had him 33 through 33, landed 22. Like he's just got that in his head. He's always counting punches, you know, and, and then, you know, to have a former professional heavyweight fighter in there too, like Jerry saying how he would get inside. And Jerry's a bigger guy. So he sort of has that mindset on how to fight fighters. So it was fun. I'm going to try to do it every now and again, particularly when I can't travel to cover cover the uh the fights um you know for real i think it's it's a good thing so hopefully we get a bunch of people out there next time um shout out to legends i think they did they they did a good job um and and i think i think boxing boxing watch parties would work too especially if it's a big card with you know some fighters that people like because 
I, I always try to be the guy in the room who acts like he knows what he's talking about. I have no idea. Feidelberg said he'll always throw like a couple of like buzzwords around to make it seem like he's like, oh, he's he's taxing him with this. You know, you just say this. They were yeah. taxing or something yeah. uh, enough times. Everyone thinks, you know, what you're talking about. But you were telling me some stuff like how, see how he's like they're stepping on each other's feet. It's because he's a southpaw and this little like hook jab he's doing there. That's going to be the, the difference in the fight. And and I was watching him like, oh, shit, it plays out. I, I always said. I want to learn more about boxing. It makes me feel a little more cultured as a sports fan. So hopefully, like you said, we do some more just don't watch parties, come out, you get some drinks, eat some food, watch some boxing with uh, some of your pals here at Barstool. And it's uh, approachable. Like, I think, I think yes. boxing is very approachable. Like if you don't know what you're doing and you watch two guys beat the hell out of yourself, you can, right. You know, I think football is probably well, not, not the, not the least approachable. Cause obviously there's stuff like lacrosse, which confuses the shit out of me. Although the, the, you know, whatever, maybe I'm just a moron, but certainly like cricket over two days, people sort of anything that's kind of a foreign sport, but boxing has this universality to it where two guys are just in there. You can't hit each other in the dick. Right? You can't <laughs> hit each other behind the head. You can't throw an elbow. You know, it sort of has a real easy um, um, idea to grasp onto. So, uh, so yeah, so I think there is a, uh, and you know, that's, that's the whole basis behind rough and rowdy. You know, yep. we, we, we put something where even a bunch of slack jaw yokels um, from, you know, from the sticks of, of West Virginia can just go in there and beat up a guy who spit on him once in the in the parking lot of a Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> just put on, so. so, yeah, so I, I, you know, and I have a I have just an affinity for it like you do for baseball and football and, and basketball, to be quite honest with you. But um, so, yeah, so hopefully it keeps going. Yeah, Clem, yeah. I got big news in the McCarthy household. Let's hear it. Tomorrow, the biggest guy, Mixter, is... Um, going for the it's going for the road test oh, i'm boy. taking him i'm gonna we're gonna film um twisted history a little later in the day the twisted history of bugs um but so i'm taking mick in the morning because bridget has this gig where there's a children's <laughs> book that they're putting on to the big screen so she just got a gig doing that so annie's in the city with her today and tomorrow so i'm taking mick for his road test tomorrow I'm doing it in my car you know which is a smaller suv than annie's big boat so uh, thoughts and prayer, T's and P's to the mixer. He's been waiting a while. I'm hope I'm pulling for the kid. I hope he, I hope he, I hope he passes. Honestly, like I really hope he passes. It's it's going to cost me some money when he does, but um, you know, I think I think he's got it. Annie and him have been taking the pylons to the uh, you know, to the parking lot and uh, putting out the pylons. And Annie is a she cracks the whip with that yeah? shit too. Yeah, she <laughs> she measures it out. She knows what the dimensions are. And then she puts the pylons inside the dimensions that you'd have at the DMV. Like she's looked all this stuff up, and she's in there. So I think uh, I think he's ready. I I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't shit the bed. But that's that's what I got tomorrow with Mixter. So and obviously, so the like you said, the smaller SUV that that's the one that is obviously easier to maneuver. So that should help him out a bit. Now, did he have options of where to take the test? Because here there was, I think there would always be two places you could take the test. There would be Carmel, which was known as you'd have uh, the, there was, I think she was just known as like the mean lady. You'd have them. You could have the mean lady at Carmel. You're going to fail every single time with her, or you go to Yorktown and you had a chance. It's like, that was, that was, that was the cakewalk. So everyone would go to Yorktown. If you could, if you really didn't know, that's always the good thing about having like an older brother or, knowing people that are a little older, they can kind of steer you the right way. Do you guys have a choice of where to take the test? Cause I think that does matter. 
Yeah, he he does have a choice. We could have went to Lodi, which is uh, closer to us, L-O-D-I, some people call Lottie, mm-hmm. uh, but Lodi, uh, New Jersey. But when we went there to set it up, there was a huge line. So we then drove over to Wayne, New Jersey, which is maybe like 25 minutes away, um, 20 minutes away. And uh, that's where we set it up. We don't know the differentiation because to your point, He's the oldest. He's the, yeah, he's the first. So he's we, we, we learn by him. You know, Finn and Bridge have that leg up that they learn by him. I remember when my brother took it. I think one of the reasons why I never got my license till I was 21 is because my brother took driver's ed. I never did. And he took driver's ed through our high school. And our high school was on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. So that's where he took driver's ed. He was driving around the Lower East Side of Manhattan, which terrified me. And then when Terrence took his road test, oh, you got to meet Terrence this weekend too, right? To oh, I got to meet Terrence. We shared some stories too. So I'm going to keep those in the back pocket and bring them up sure. on the podcast. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I was a nocturnal emissions guy. Um, but no, when Terrence took his road test, he had to get on the FDR drive at like 23rd Street and get off on Houston. Jesus. <laughs> and the, I think the entrance, or maybe like get on and get off like, I, I don't know. I think the entrance to the FDR drive on 23rd street is one of those entrances where there isn't a stop sign. Oh no, you have a stop sign and then you have to try and merge onto traffic on the way. FDR. So depending oh on God. what it is, it's either locked when nobody wants to let you in or it's zipping by where it's like, you got to jump Boom. in like you're, like you're double Dutch. It. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just remember that. And Terrence passed on his first thing. He's a kid driver. I was like, Nope, not for me. So, um, so I held off until I took it and, I went to Plymouth, Indiana and took yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah, a little different like, than Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, even the miles away. I didn't even have to parallel park when I took mine in Indiana. Just to like pull into the spot. You're all done. Yeah. I, I basically drove around the corner. I drove around the block with a guy in my thing. Used my, I used my sync signals, maybe. <laughs> and then that was it. So, um, so yeah, so we, we don't know the differentiation between the ones yet, but I think he's ready. So I'll, uh, I'll report back verily. Maybe a little bit of surprise for him. If he does pass it, I might have a little something cooking. I won't say anything more just in case, you know, but, uh, but that's that. So and, that's and luck you, for Mixta. obviously it's your kid. You're always room for him, especially to pass on the first time or, you know, hit anything out of the park that he does. But I think having a DD that can drive on his own and do his whole thing. You are really hoping the Mick man gets his, gets his license on the first chance. And I don't know. I, so I'd love to know if people can, can tweet at us either, you know, tweet us at me or large or just tweet at Podfather show. Like, what is like, do you guys have the spots that are the, the good spots, the bad spots? What's I feel like parallel parking has always been like, that's the, the final boss when it comes yes. to it. I remember that's what it was when I was a kid. And when I did my test, I passed on the first time. But again, I went to Yorktown where they kind of do kids gloves. And I remember pulling in parallel parking. And I said to the, I said to the, um, the guy, judging me, was that good enough? He goes, what do you think? I go, all right, let's do it again. Did it again. And the second time I nailed it this day and age, you have like the backup cameras knowing you fancy boy, you probably have the one that automatically does the parallel parking for you. Mm-hmm. Mick could probably just hit the button for parallel park and they turn off the camera. They really? turn off the cameras. Yeah. That, that's one of the things good. like, so yeah, he's using my car. I was like, Oh my God. I park with my car. And then I go, like, that's all I do with the cameras. I think they turn all that off. They turn off the um, the sensors and whatnot, which is very easy to do. I know that you can turn off the cameras very simply, um, but whatever. So he's got a little bit of anxiety. So you know what I think I'm going to have him do before he takes the road test? No, don't say it. Can't do it. It's illegal. But what are you oh, going right. to do before he does it? What are you going to do before your boy gets it? You need Mick to pass this test. You need to get him. What I'm going to have him, what I'm going to have him do 
is pass me some 3G. There we go. <laughs> Go get me my box full of 3G. 3G just sent me a big old uh, box. So, oh, by the way, I put two brownies in my bag to give to you yesterday, and we never, I never uh, made the Damn drop it. off. Yeah, it was stupid. So, three, uh, three chief people don't know is federally legal uh, version of THC. It's a functional alternative to marijuana. It's three CHI. That's how you spell it, three chi. So, it comes in every possible form that you want to get this stuff into your body. Vapes and disposable vapes. Candies like the root beer taffies. They have these things called Delta 8 balls, which have you can kind of <laughs> control the uh, the milligrams a little bit more. They have the gummies, the tinctures, the oils, and the edibles. Cookies, brownies, Rice Krispie treats. The whole goddamn kit and caboodle. I'm telling you, we love it. And I'm probably going to do some as soon as I get through talking about all these bugs for uh, Twisted this week. <laughs> and, I'm, and it's one of those things where I did a voiceover for it just for general for Barstool. And I love the fact that they asked me to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's one yep. of those things where you don't mind having your uh, your voice attached to it. So anyway, if you go to 3chi.com, the number 3chi.com, and you go and you get any one of the Delta A products, again, gums, gummies, oils, tinctures, candies, uh, vapes, disposable vapes. Disposable vapes have like 10 different strains or something like that. You can use the code PODS, P-O-D-S, at checkout, receive 5% off your order. Again, if you go to 3chi.com and use the code PODS, P-O-D-S. You'll get 5% off your order. Do it and then relax while your kid is sweating his balls off trying to get his, uh, his driver's license. Did Were you, um like, when you first started, were you kind of, like, jamming on the imaginary break as he was going and you're kind of a little jumpy, at least inside yourself, probably trying to play cool for the kid. You don't want to make him more nervous. So did that, was that how in you least, were? In the least surprising news ever, I decided to step away from it. Was it was all in it. Yep. I yes. Good 100%. <laughs> it, the least surprising news ever. I got in there and I was so nervous. Are you going to slow down? Are you going to slow? Is, is he going to fucking slow down? Like that type of stuff in, <laughs> in the front seat next to him. It just, it was counterintuitive. And my car was new at the time too, when he started it. I, I was just like, I'm not very good at it. So I don't have tips of the trade and stuff. And I'm not even very good with the rules. So I said, Andy, I'm just going to step away from it. She's like, I think that's best. And believe me, him and my wife are fighting over it. Like, again, she's she's tough. And then even with what he's going to be driving, you know, if he was to pass, I decided to step away from that process too. have her do it. My life's pretty good. Um, So it's one of those things where, um, but, you know. And then when Mick has to leave- come home and have a beautiful meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. When then when Mick ha- when Mick like, has to go out driving on a snowy day, it's Annie who's out shoveling the drivel. You're outside making like the most. I mean, the French toast melts in your mouth when you make it. So speaking of which, like we said, we had the tailgate. That was a Sunday. We had a nice good. little. The family's got to you know mingle. The wife came down. You had Annie. My guy Finn came. We had ourselves a nice a large one gourmet at the uh, at the tailgate, which I've noticed, and I think anyone who is is, is older is probably in the same boat we started tailgating we try to do like one we used to do like three to four tailgates a year at the giants games and it would just be us drinking cheap whiskey and beer the entire morning go into the game slosh come out stumble out and whatever now it's the it's the chart we've now reached a point where the four, food has gotten damn near gourmet but the alcohol intake has gone down a decent amount i mean we're still getting drunk though don't get me wrong we're still uh getting a little crazy with it and the big man you had what it was a uh, pork belly was the was yeah the, the Vietnamese pork belly? It did that. And it was oh no, excuse me, the Korean, the Korean pork belly. So it was like that pear puree and goju jang and whatnot. And uh, you know, you put that out there, and like people on Twitter, it's like some guys like, oh, I, 
none of that stuff. I just want a hot dog and a beer. I get that. I think that's fantastic. But if you're just a bunch of adults, there's no kids there. Finn was the only kid there. He was the DJ, right? Yeah, Essentially, yeah. it was and, playing and classic is, rock the whole time too. Like yeah, fucking Finn's Zeppelin an older soul. Yep. Yeah, Finn's an older soul. He doesn't need to be, you know. So with very few exceptions, it was all adults. And all of a sudden, have just somebody who's drinking a couple of beers, you know, tap on your shoulder. You turn around. There's a big cutting board filled with, you know, nice size, bite sized peaches, a pieces of pork belly with a little sriracha mayo and piece of cilantro and a pickled jalapeno on it where you pick it up where it's still finger food well you know the sauce and peppers i did i braised them in in red wine i braised them in chianti so it's just easy to char them once i got there on the grill give it like some arugula some shaved parm some hot pepper relish i mean i know it's a little bit more fancy than a regular old sauce and pepper but it wasn't reinventing the wheel i just thought it was like a different you know flavor profile and people went crazy like i casillas went crazy for the sausage <laughs> sandwiches you know ex-giant ex jonathan casillas stopped by the tailgate or uh, my boy mike vivolo brought him by so we had some ex we had ex-giant there his whole family was hanging out so it was like this like and you know just a bunch of people we had some stoolies stopped over which took some pictures which was awesome and again i think i think it's reached the age i mean i think when you're in podfather age that age yep. range say mid early to mid thirties. And then later, I think it's worth it to, again, cause I used to be the burger and dog guy that would, I bring that you bring, everyone would bring chips. We'd have a thousand bags of chips left over the burgers and dogs. You'd have, you know, the, you have the buns just sitting in your stomach after the day, everyone just brings one dish now. And I think if you can marinate it or throw a little bit of flavoring on my one boy, Andrew brought a big old like ham, but Hawk, I don't even know what the fuck to consider. No, no, no. Was... I got to give this guy his due. That's Jamie, right? Yeah, Jamie, my boy. <clears throat> Jamie, his lovely wife, Annie, who they were irresponsible being there. She's about to, I mean, she was crowning at the fucking telly. Yep. This girl's I'm... like nine and a half months pregnant. The baby might be born by the time this <laughs> podcast goes live. Yeah. That's the kind of thing we're dealing yeah. with. Honest to God, yeah. But anyway, so this guy comes, he, he has the rig. He has the rig where you put the hamon on it, put the Serrano ham, put like a, you know, you put the full hawk, the pig on it, the acorn fed uh iberico <laughs> ham that he had with the sl with the small excuse me the very long but thin um cutting knifer like a perfect knife for it and it was like that aged salty ham that had almost like that crystallized almost like ammoniated a little bit because it had a funk to it because yep. it was aged and just cured and man he brought that out and i i i loved it i mean and i'd never met the gentleman before in my life but what a true gentleman that guy was i was i was utterly impressed and i gotta be honest with you I was so, so fucking jealous of him. So people who know, like you go to Spanish restaurants, they have these wooden rigs where they fit in a hawk, a hawk from, you know, an Iberico pig. And then they slice it off. And that's where you get like almost the Serrano ham. So they're or, or like almost like slices of prosciutto for all intents and purposes. And this guy had it out there at the thing, slicing off, just giving it to you that salty, funk unctuous stuff with those ice cold oh and then we were drinking those ponies those little beers the oh, seven yeah. ounces in the heat i got shit for that people are like oh those are half of beers i guess 30 of them so calm down <laughs> all right i, I get you i have spilt more beer than most of these fucking guys who are, are making fun of me but um it, you know I, I i thought your father-in-law made like a couple of really cool skip made a couple of really cool skewers there was a cool breakfast casserole there was a guy out there with the blackstone who's making sausage and peppers I mean, it was already an elevated menu. The it wasn't birds and dogs. Were, were incredible, steak tips yeah. were delicious. Yeah, I, th I thought, man, I, I was very impressed. And, I mean, I don't think it's going to come as a surprise to anybody who listens to it and knows it. Your family are aces. They're aces. Yeah, very, very welcoming. A second only to Willie's family. Willie's family welcomes you in, perhaps because I've never belonged to a black family. I've belonged <laughs> plenty of white families. So maybe that's why I'm so goddamn fond. 
but your family is very, very welcoming. So it was a good time. And I hope to do it again next year. Yeah. I, I, we'd love to have you. I'd love to expand this even more. The, I remember we wanted to do um, like a Barstool to ballpark with the giants back in the day. And I think, I, I don't know if I had reached out or someone had said to me, they're like, the giants don't have a, a marketing department for their sales because they would, it was generations. You'd have season tickets. The stadium was sold out for generations. Being the worst team in football the last five years, I think they may want to start triggering for trying to figure out ways to get people in the stadium, considering parking passes were more expensive than tickets to the game where Eli Manning's jersey was being retired. So maybe we kind of do it could be a Giants thing. Obviously, we don't have a Giants podcast. Could be even a Podfather thing, because I think it is kind of a little elevated um the whole process where you're you're kind of cooking gourmet food. And listen, this is what I think to, to all people. And again, if you're in your early 20s, you're just going again, you know, cock blackout drunk. That's fine. Like, and you want to just do burgers. I used, yeah, to, do, we used to just bring, we used to bring cold cuts. We just bring sandwiches and just, you know, load up. So then we're not, we could at least make it in the stadium in one piece. Um, but I always think in the mornings, get your stuff, your nice marinated stuff, your stuff that has a little bit of seasonings and stuff on it. Like we said, wifey did a nice little, she did this like a tater tot bacon, egg and cheese casserole. It just sits on there. Fantastic. Cook in the morning, the nice stuff. And then what you do is after the game, when you come back, hopefully after a win, you're exhausted. You may be a little drunk. You guys a few more in the game. That's when you have your burgers and dogs suck up the rest of the booze on the way home and have yourself a day. So maybe we'll do a, a future pod, uh, a future pod fathers or whatever tailgate. Cause I, I think tailgating is the best part of like, I love football. On my, you know, 70-inch TV, no big deal cast. You can fucking put me in the power rankings, at least number two, for the guy who never shows up. Um, I can watch it on TV and get it and be able to watch all my teams and whatever at the same time. It's it's all about the tailgate. That's the reason to go to the game. It's nice to watch, you know, some professionals play. But uh, I think it's all about the tailgate. So if you're doing tailgates, do it the right way. Annie left. She tailgated. She left. I mean, we we had a couple of cigars. We grabbed them out of my truck. And then Annie took off. Me and Finn went to the game. And then um, left like in the third quarter. Giants didn't look good. Wasn't a great game. No, nope, it's fair. Yeah, to it wasn't. Say. Was was not, yeah. And uh, so we had left a little bit earlier. Saw a bunch of stoolies there. It was kind of cool. Then Annie just stopped by and picked this up because it's real close for us. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that either. I can't. I wouldn't be able to be the guy who could tailgate every week. I still like for it to be like a little bit of an event. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, two maybe three times a year. Like cons going every week to 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 uh, army. You know, like he goes up there more for the game because he loves the the program and all that stuff. But I can see myself doing that. But doing it every now and again, it's um, I think it's it's very very cool. And like again, I was very very happy to be invited. Yeah, and like you said, we do one a year because obviously between work for me and then the kids, uh, we have to get my my parents have now had to. My parents used to be a staple to tailgate. They are now the babysitters for the yeah. tailgate. So they would you you would have been able to hang out with Mama and Papa Clem. That doesn't happen anymore. So there's only so many. I can only I only go to one game a year, and that was the game. We always used to do an army game too. My father in law. So army is actually a great place to tailgate for anyone yeah. that's kind of in the the area, the Hudson Valley tri state area, whatever you want to call it. Definitely check out Army. They got a great tailgating setup, and it just is a fucking, just a beautiful, like, campus and stuff like that, and it's kind of the old-school feel. You can avoid cons. Don't tell him you're going to be there. He won't bother you. If he knows you're there, he'll probably bother you. Probably try to mooch a beer off you, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just love tailgating. Tailgating drunk is my favorite drunkness in the world. Day drinking drunk in general is my favorite, but then if, you, if you're going to go specifics, tailgating drink drunk is one. Two is, like, the, like, Olympics, World Cup at a weird hour. It's, like, 12 in the afternoon. That's up there too, but I think tailgating drunk is my personal number one favorite. As you can hear, I'm going through it now. We were doing, I told large uh, Tommy Cheeseballs brought in a, a brown bag for the interview. 
I didn't realize it was a brown bag that had liquor inside of it. So large then brought us three tall boys in brown bags. So we were doing, uh, we were drinking uh, tall boys a beer with Tommy cheese balls, followed them by, I went out last night for a Coors Light event for the, the Mets podcast I do. So it was a three days of drinking for your boy Clem. I'm going to just straight up have the flu by Tuesday. I have, and obviously I'm not sleeping. The kids are coming in all hours of the night, but uh, it was, it was a, it was a delightful time. And uh, hopefully we get some tailgating. If we could just figure out a way to tailgate with like, the Podfather's crew. Me and Robbie want to do a thing where we do, uh, we go to an MCU movie, right, with some stoolies, barstool at the movies, and we get to kind of do like, and then we do like a post movie wrap up show, or we do a podcast or something like that. I think there's a lot of ways we could do this. I think now that the world is kind of getting um, a little, I, not nowhere near normal, but I think everyone just likes being around and just talking to each other again and seeing another person face to face instead of just seeing people <laughs> talk online and all that craziness. I think it's just nice to be around other humans again. I agree. So, I, th- I think everyone, parents, any parents listening to this are like, yeah, it is nice to see another human every so often whenever I can. <laughs> uh, so we'll dive into some stories here before we send it to the Tommy Cheese Balls interview. And today's stories are going to be brought to you by Simply Safe. We talked about Simply Safe earlier. Loved, beloved on the podcast uh, uncle chaps has talked about it on his end and large you have a simply safe at your house correct yeah so i have the one inside i haven't done the one outdoors yet um but i'm uh, i'm gonna see if i can get it for free but <laughs> it's one of those things where uh it's very very what they do is they make it tailored for you and they put the idea that you can do it um all by yourself which is true but they have people who are helping you every step of the way because when you think about it, we're all morons, right? Yes, so you kind exactly. of do want somebody to be around. But the new outdoor camera is the thing that they're pushing right now. The indoor, the indoor system is very easy to set up, very easy to do. Get online, boom, and then you'll have 24-hour uh, protection and service around the clock. But now they got this outdoor thing. Um, it's got this huge, ultra-wide, 140-degree field of view, so you can see everybody. Nobody's smoking pot in that backyard if you put that thing back up. And if you have teenage kids, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, eight times zoom, 1080p HD resolution, built in spotlight with color night vision. So you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. Really simple to set up. And it's uh, usually just takes a couple of minutes. It's easy to remove too. You can get that rechargeable battery in and out if you need to. So it doesn't need an outlet. It can go anywhere you want on your property, even the side of a tree. The camera has it all and integrates with your Simply Safe home security system. So now the protection you enjoyed on the inside just extended to the outside of your home. So to learn more about all this stuff, if you're done hearing me talk about it, you got to go to simplysafe.com. S I M P L I S A F E.com. You're going to go to simplysafe.com. Look at their Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera. So simplysafe.com slash podfathers. Simply Safe is celebrating its new camera by offering 20% off your entire system and your first month of monitoring for free when you enroll in an interactive monitoring program. So you go to simplysafe.com slash podfathers. You can get 20% off and your first month of monitoring for free when you enroll in something called the interactive monitoring program. Simplysafe.com slash podfathers. Go there now. Keep your family safe. Like uh, like large said, large large approved on the indoors. Chaps approve on the outdoors and the indoors. It keeps it free. Large and chaps can see if anyone's going around his house, so he could have his little private time. He needs to he needs to have it, so we understand how it goes. Yeah. Uh, two stories here. First story. This one came in a couple of weeks ago, so this was just like a pure coincidence. Right before we started recording, Annie had texted us this um, letter they got from the school at your school uh, for Bridge, I believe. And it said, first, we have not only been blessed with the user of great students, we've had students with great character, clearly talking about Mick. Finn, well, Finn the Great. So I think great locks into Finn. 
he's sure. not been the good. He's been the great. Uh, kids make mistakes and we learn from them. And I'm reading this. I'm like, oh boy, what the hell's going on at, at this school? Because I do want to give our parents a heads up. Well, our kids are great and sometimes make n- normal middle school mistakes. They also can have, be unduly influenced by social media. Uh, evidently there's a TikTok trend where students try to take things from their school and post it on TikTok. Someone tried to remove one of the mirrors from one of our restrooms and a hand sanitizer station is now missing. At the same time, some students and teachers are made aware of TikTok trend, uh, which is called devious licks. And, uh, and it says, please take this opportunity to make sure your child is not only being safe on social media, but that he or she is making good choices as well. Do not succumb to the TikTok uh, trend. We recorded the episode. I, I, I hadn't had a chance to put it on to talk about it. The next day, a friend reaches out and says, hey, at my high school, we need a new septic system because kids are flushing school property down because of a new trend called devious licks on TikTok. Our bathroom soap dispensers were ripped off the wall and stolen yesterday. That friend, I told, I talked and I said, hey, uh, we were going to talk about this on the podcast. I'm going to talk about it next week. That friend then reached out yesterday and said, we still do not have soap dispensers in our bathroom. Because apparently the whole, the whole point of this trend is you try to steal or I guess destroy the biggest item you can. It starts, you know, with maybe a pencil or something, and then it becomes a full-blown fucking mirror in the bathroom. And then, so it's like, largest family has been hit by this. My family and friends have been hit by this. And then the other thing to kind of wrap it all up is I saw a post that said, Texas schools are shutting down bathrooms to then fight against this devious like social media challenge here. And again, not having soap dispensers in a bathroom in the middle of, or I don't know, middle tail end, somewhere in the fucking guts of a global pandemic, probably not the best thing to do considering kids barely wash their hands the right way as is. Um, Give me some takes, big man. What do we think about this fucking yeah, this, is, this is a shame. I mean, and sometimes it's, I'm like, Bridge, devious licks. You don't pay. And she doesn't. She doesn't pay attention to it, but she knows about it. She knows and she's heard names with kids who've done it. I said, you want to narc on them? She's like, no. I am. Um, you know, <laughs> and she's again, a narc. She is a narc, too. That's the same thing about it. 100%. <laughs> um, but, you know, and I also feel a little hypocritical. Like, I just started this thing on TikTok where um, t- every time I take a dump, it's called shooting shit. And I, I do like a 30 second just clip, you know, uh, George Washington. They took 80 ounces of blood off of George Washington before he died because he was into bloodletting. He had a, a throat infection, a bloodlet. They took 80 ounces, two forties, 40 percent of his blood was taken out of him. Before he died. So that's something I'm just sitting on the toilet. Then I flush the toilet seat next time. You know, that's shooting the shit that her dad's topless on a on a, on a toilet. You know what I mean? So we don't make good um you know, decisions necessarily on them, but we're just not destructive. So this is real easy for me to tell my kids, by the way, I see any of you assholes doing this stuff. It's over. If I see that you're a weak-minded sheep who thinks that this is the thing that's going to get you, you know, popular or something, it's over. It's absolutely over. So I do lay down the law to a certain degree on it, even though I'm doing some silly stuff there, but nothing that I do would ever hurt. Listen, I've, I was a, um, a janitor in public schools. They never treated the public. They never treated the public school bathrooms that well back when I was a janitor hmm. high school. I was a janitor in Brownsville. It wasn't a great neighborhood. And um, I've had to take away certain things from the kids also. <laughs> Toilet paper and whatnot, for example. But um, it's a uh, it's a shame that uh, that you see this happening all over. And it's, you know, it's the same thing as these kids eating bath salts or what the hell else? Stupid shit. The Tide Pods. That was the other thing. Remember the Tide Pods stuff was a big like that. Thing. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it's just a passing phase. I think it's already a passing phase. And it's easily remedied, right? You can't put cameras up in a um, in a bathroom, but I guess you can put an attendant 
right? Yep. Can't you, you know, put an attendant? I mean, it's a terrible job to be a bathroom attendant in a grammar school or a middle school, but maybe that's that's what they need to do. Well, the not handing out mints, but just kind of hanging out. You know what I mean? Well, when you think about it, like the thing is, I feel like stuff like this has happened where, you know, kids are just going to do stupid shit no matter what. That's just humans, basically, in general. Right. But you could be like, oh, I had a friend who did this in a bathroom. This is what they do at their school. And that would just travel from word of mouth, maybe back when we were going in school. Right. And you would hear about like everything. Like how it always blows my mind how the floor is lava is played by kids across the world who just think of it on their own. They don't see it. I mean, now there's a floor is lava show on TV, but Mm -hmm. even before that we would play floor is lava. None of us live near anywhere near a volcano either. It's not like this is something that's passed down. It's not Moana. (laughs) We're not hearing about the story of Maui and how he built the volcanoes and how we have to get around the fucking floor is lava, but it is one of those things. And I do think that kids are just going to do this challenge might've existed years ago. It just went by a different name. It wasn't posted on social media. The beauty of a um, viral trend that goes on social media, that's destructive. The kids are posting it on their own accounts, so they're narking on themselves. You just have to find the person who puts it on there. Um, And I think what happens is TikTok will then ban the trend, like the hashtag or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's always ways it's going to fight back and forth. But this is just one of the different uh, challenges of social media. We've talked about it in the past, having your kid getting them a phone, having them go on social media, all all the issues that can come with it. And um, yeah, that's basically, and I know they banned it, which they banned the milk crate challenge. And that made me really upset because I love the milk crate challenge. It's a, it's the only person getting hurt in that challenge is usually the idiot who's doing the milk crate challenge, right? Where you're not mm-hmm. fucking it up for everyone else. Um, but if you get banned on TikTok, that's as bad as, as bad as it gets. And TikTok isn't kind of the, the black hole that it was a year and a half ago before the pandemic kind of blew it up. Ken Jack would post those old TikTok videos and just be the weirdest of the weird in the world posting their stuff. Now it's become, you know, it's probably like the biggest social media platform in the world for all I know. So So, the fact that they're doing all this shit, but it's like, yeah, once you start having um, septic issues, you can't have soap in your bathroom and you're shutting down bathrooms in Texas, which I'm sure like, I feel like Texas has issues with their bathrooms all the time. Cause it's a fucking sure. different world down there. They have done <laughs> issues with every fucking room in the fucking, in a building at that point. Cause there's such a pull between the way the systems work down there. Um, I would have loved to hear chaps take on this, but he bailed on us again. Um, it is one of those things. So uh, like I like said, it starts at home with the parents. Just keep your kids at like, don't be an asshole. That's just the fucking center of life. Don't be a dick. Right. Yeah. Um, it. And then I had a, this story, this story, I'm pretty sure we've talked about multiple times on the podcast, but it went, it, it went viral again last week. And uh, when the boss man is tweeting about it, when Portnoy is, is tweeting about it, uh, Netflix has acquired the rights to Roald Dahl's stories and plans to create a unique universe of products based around them. They bought the Roald Dahl story company, which manages the rights to the late British author's works. Um, they said in a press release, they're joining forces to bring some of the world's most loved stories to current and future fans in new creative ways. And this is going to include TV shows. It's going to include, according to the press release, TV shows, movies, you know, feature films, uh, theater production. So maybe a little Broadway, off Broadway uh, games. I would hope that includes video games, a little Charlie and the Chocolate Factory video game sounds absolutely delightful and many, and et cetera, and so on. And I think the difference was Netflix. I, so someone, had, uh, a bunch of people had actually ended the story. My boy, Joe Lightning sent it to me and it was uh I said, I blogged this thing like 
pretty sure like my brain doesn't work. Time doesn't make sense anymore. Ever since this pandemic started, I'm pretty sure I blogged this years ago, 2018, I blogged it. I put it up on the site. Um, but I think at that point they had agreed to do stuff together. Now they just bought the rollout doll story company altogether. So they probably don't have to write a check or, or pass anything by anybody. Netflix has now reached a size where they can just eat all these companies and acquire them as a fucking uh, mammoth that it is. Uh, and as I was saying this, you said, oh, yeah, I have some Roald Dahl stories. I go, oh, yeah, we've been through this. This isn't good. I'm about to get my child to shit on again. He was an answer to um, I got it, too, on the dozen. The 2016 really? uh, Steven Spielberg uh, kids movie, something, something. And I was like, oh, BFG. Remember that big friendly yep. giant? Nobody knew it because everyone was so much younger. But I knew it just from my kids and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I don't know, Clem. I'm, I'm always very skeptical. And I, I was a fan of Roald Dahl's stuff, obviously, as much as anybody else. But he was a former British spy, right? I mean, he's cheated on his wife, had a bunch of sexual conquests, including uh, exotic French actress Annabella. You know, and they go by one, like Emmanuel. Yeah. You might remember ooh, Emmanuel. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so I don't, there's a lot of stuff in, in his past, including some uh, anti-Semitism. And then he wrote some... Um, he wrote some like pornographic short stories for Playboy. One was called like Bitch. There was this recurring uh, character named Uncle Oswald. So if you look into some of that stuff, Roald Dahl doesn't have that traditional like there's a lot of skeletons in that closet that I think are easy pickings for people nowadays. So I'll wait and see before I comment on these. But no, I, you know, like BFG didn't take off like I thought it was going to. Yep. Like people weren't in 2016. So five years ago, weren't so receptive of it, but maybe because it was on the big screen and not as accessible as it would have been, you know, in the Netflix form. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, but I'm uh, tempering my expectations. Yeah, we have. Uh, and again, a lot of these things, I feel like I blog about different, uh, especially nostalgia based things either coming back or being rebooted, redone. And then they come out and you're like, Oh yeah. Like, I don't really want to go to the theater or even like, right. I'm not even going to look for it on which streaming service it's on. But I do hope that this crushes, they're going to have a, uh, animated TV series based on Charlie and the chocolate factory and, a, and an ab- adaptation of Matilda, the musical. So again, any anything, especially Charlie and Chicago Factory is my shit. James and the Giant Peach. Keep Tim Burton as far away from this shit. I don't want to see Johnny Depp. I don't want to see some weird shit where it all comes back to death. Elena or ben- your dad was a Carter. dentist. Yeah. Keep, <laughs> probably a very nice woman. Me. She scares the shit out of me. And like the Charlie and the like the thing about the Royal Doll stuff is there is a little bit of like it's a little there's there's some underlying, you know, a little dark comedy. It can get, I mean, shit, these kids just suffer damn near near-death experiences left and right. And Gene Wilder does a great job as Willy Wonka in his version of it too. Um, but let's just fucking make just good shit that doesn't have the Tim Burton twist on it. That's all I ask. As a, and I call myself a dollhead. I'll call probably call myself a dollhead. And I didn't realize this too. You, you're, you're among his sexual conquests. Like you said, exotic French actress, Annabella, which it's like French, one name, there was some shit going on in the bedroom, you know, uh, who's yeah. a machine gun Kelly talking about, oh, this table saw some things. I guarantee Roald Dahl did things that would make machine gun Kelly and Megan Fox blush Congresswoman Claire Booth and then uh, Claire Booth Luce and then oil heiress Millicent Rogers. So a French actress that goes by one name, a Congresswoman who has three names like she's a fucking assassin and then an oil heiress with the first name Millicent. Roald Dahl lived a full life. And those are all just his mistresses that we know of right there. So that right. is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. Um, you, you know, the twisted history uh, of, of authors, of children's authors, right? Yeah. 
just to really uh, hammer it home. Go back and listen to that. I list, just listened to um, the Twisted History of Charities with Smitty, which oh, was okay, fantastic. Yeah. I, I now, I've always had a pure hatred in my heart for the Cars for Kids song. Uh, and then hearing just kind of how they skirt around some of the ways to give money to maybe something that you think you're getting kind of just uh, hammers home why I felt that way. So uh, check out Twisted History, A-plus podcast. Everyone loves it as well. Before you do that, you got to listen to our, we're going to be uh, interviewing our guy, uh, Tommy Cheeseballs, came into the office for Large and I. We'll wrap up the pot with that. And we're going to present that uh, interview with Solo Stove. It is full time out. The other night, we had one of those good old-fashioned full nights. It's like the 50s, the weather, and the wife says, you want to, you want to surprise the kids with a little bit of a movie on the deck? I said, yep, we got a nice, uh, we have a nice white sheet we put out, and we had the uh, projector, threw it up, and she goes, let's get crazy. Let's throw the solo stove out there. And I said, yes, honey, let's do exactly that. The solo stove, like we said, it's like stark technology. It's like from the future. You put the way that they kind of have it, where the airflow goes around, the way it's constructed, it makes building a fire easy, even for idiots like me to do. The kids absolutely love it. We roast some mallows over it, and it's a nice, good old-fashioned family night. And then out of the blue, I didn't even post that we were doing a solo stove night, got like five different people listeners of the podcast tweeting me pictures of the solo stove and it's just roaring like a motherfucker. It was nice. Right. It just came out of nowhere. Cause I think this is the time of year where those, um, those kind of like fall nights are when everyone's everyone's out of each other's hair from the summer. It's not hot at night. You kind of have a nice little family night out. So if you're going to do that, you might as well light a solo stove in the middle. We absolutely love them. Large loves them. I love them. Chapsy is jealous from afar in Texas. He's on deck next to get himself a solo stove. Right. There's no better way. The way it's designed, you can just throw your wood in. You do it right. You put it on the little stand. I put it on the deck. I, there's a little stand underneath so you can keep it on a deck, a wooden deck, and you just have yourself a great night with the family and um the cleanup is easy too it's 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 almost smokeless the way that you put the, as long as you put the fire the wood underneath like the rim of the fire basically smokeless just burns into a nice ash easy to clean up so all the things that you don't like about doing a fire solo stove takes it out of your hair it's absolutely beautiful and get the perfect fire pit for those fall nights and make your backyard destination with a spectacular fire pit from Solo Stove, shop the fall event now and get an extra $10 off when you use promo code PODFATHERS at checkout. They're so confident you'll love it. They offer a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. Just go to solostove.com and remember you get $10 off when you use promo code PODFATHERS. And this is what I tell people. Get the Solo Stove. It's Fallout right now. Order it ASAP. I remember it shipped very quickly. Mine shipped very quickly. I can't make promises about yours. Mine shipped quickly. You get it for fall. 30 days. Check it out. See if you like it. You don't like it. You ship it back. No harm, no foul. But if you like it, you're going to love it and you're going to have it the rest of your life and you're going to make it those little special memories. Like Clark says, you pack it in the little case, take it to the beach, take it on vacation, put it in your backyard, wherever it may be, and uh, have make some memories over the nice warming glow of a solo stove. So we're going to send it into Tommy Cheese Bowls now. And I think this was... This, this is the God's honest truth. So I'm just going to let everyone know. Anyone who doesn't know Tommy Cheesewell, as we kind of explain, he's like a, an old MTV show star from, uh, it was before Jersey Show came out, Jersey Shore came out. It was called True Life, I Have a Summer Share. And it was down in Jersey, kind of introduced the world to the crazy Jersey Italian world that we kind of grew up around, Large and I seeing. And then Jersey Shore becomes a phenomenon. He kind of wants to like, 
he's kind of like, you know what? Let me try to cash in on this now, now that like large said, TikTok stars, YouTubers without half the charisma he has are cashing in. And it's going to be a, a ride of an episode, just like with the, the um, true life where you root for Tommy and you kind of also hope he gets knocked out by someone because he kind of is a little mouthy. You're going to get like stuff that's going to make you laugh. You're going to stuff that's going to make you cry. You're going to be stuff that just want to give this guy a big old hug. So um, I think it was an awesome interview. I think it was a lot of fun. And I think even people who don't know Tommy will have some, uh, and large just kind of gravitated towards the guy off the jump. So uh, I think people are going to really enjoy this. So we're going to head into the interview now and we'll see you guys next week. All right, everyone. And as promised, we have a very special guest on the pod fathers this week. If you had told me that I'd be interviewing this guy, this man, this legend for any of my million stupid random things I do here at Barstool, I'd be like, well, that's crazy. If you told me I was you, I would be doing it on Podfathers, I would have said you lost your right. fucking mind. But we have a very special guest, Tommy Cheeseballs, the, the man, the myth, the legend. I've blogged about him a million times. I've discussed him even more so, dating back to when did the... Um, True Life air. True Life, I have a shore house. So it was 18 years ago. 18 wow. years 18 ago. 18 years ago. It's going so on 19. Old. This summer will be 19. So, so, the cheese, so I always call it cheese ball season. The time between Memorial Day and Labor Day, that sweet spot of summer, the unofficial summer of, of our uh, country, that is known as cheese ball season. That's when this man came into our life 18 years ago with uh, True Life, I have a... A share house, a Jersey Shore. It was true life. I have a summer share. Summer share. That's right. And it was in the Jersey Shore. It was before the Jersey Shore actually aired. This is for all the youngins who yeah. weren't around. You know, weren't. Uh, but I saw that revolution happen firsthand. And Tommy was the guy who just became a fucking icon. We were saying, you know, steak sandwiches, where's my <laughs> cheese balls, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's been a tradition ever since. If you want to watch the episode, I blog it every year. Just search Tommy Cheeseballs on BarstoolSports.com. And I was talking to Tommy online. We were uh, DMing each other ever since uh, Portnoy was, you know, unearthed you back into the world. And it was like seeing a ghost. And uh, you said, hey, man, love to come on the show. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dad. Love to talk some, some dad stuff and obviously everything else in between. So enough rambling from the idiot here welcome tommy cheeseballs to barstool sports thank you clem i appreciate it thank tommy you cheeseballs.net and so you go there and right away there's an inordinate amount of tank tops obviously <laughs> and right away i see i'll snap your neck like a twig baba baba <laughs> so uh it's a it's a pleasure finally meeting you and i gotta be honest i think clem will agree with me 100 i don't get a lot of the shit that people are drawn to nowadays like every YouTube uh, TikTok guy whose names are Taylor and stuff like that. I don't get it. <laughs> the guy who's our boss, Dave Portnoy, does probably the best job in the world in making it a little bit more relatable to the Barstool crowd, right? But guys my age, I just don't get it. I mean, I guess the kids are somewhat adorable. I guess sometimes they're funny or something. I don't think sometimes their generation might get our affinity for you. I was about to say attraction, but you know, it's an affinity. We're fans and stuff like that. Don't you think that you should be fighting Jake Paul? You should be doing it. Like, is that what's kind of brought you back to sort of, you know, try to maybe even make a run at this thing now? Cause you see so many people who aren't necessarily talented with anything. And I don't mean like their own jobs. I don't mean your personal job or anything, but they're not musicians. You're not a musician. They're not athletes. You're not an athlete. You're more athletic than us, obviously, but that's not a big deal. Like, but you're just, 
know, charismatic, and it seems like these little punk-ass kids are getting a lot of money for it. Don't you think that you should get a, a little bit of a slice of that, too, from our generation? Like, I'm going to order up a fucking Baba t-shirt right now. I didn't know that it existed, right? Like, how do you feel about what it's like nowadays? So I, I, I agree, uh, and those are all really good points. I mean, I, I totally, you know, when I see the money that's been made off it, um, off what I started, and Jersey Shore did come after me. You know, and I, I don't hate on anybody for having success. They did a great job with it. They all branched off into their own fields or whatever, and they made a lot of money. But at the same time, yeah, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm a little raw about it, you know? I mean, all I had was problems with the cops after that, I, you know, because I told off that meter reader. His father turned out to be the mayor. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, seriously, that's, that's my fucking luck. <laughs> Fuck Murphy's Law. It should be renamed Tommy's Law. Right. So, I mean, I had a lot of problems after that. So, yeah, I am raw about it. And, you know, and... So I, I, after my wife passed, you know, I, I started just trying to rethink my life and say, well, you know, what, what, what should I do with myself now? You know what I mean? I, I'm learning how to be a father and everything else, but, you know, I, gotta, I want to do something for myself. And my wife always wanted me to set the record straight about, you know, opinions people had of me or whatever from the show and everything. But, I, you know, I was fulfilled and I was satisfied in my life, so I really didn't care about putting myself back out there at that time you know but then you know after she passed and everything you know i'm sitting here you know almost four years later and saying you know what people keep coming up to me and telling me listen people want to know what the fuck you're doing now and everything and, and so i said you know what and fuck it why not why not you know and and you know then i'm seeing these guys are making money fighting and shit you know i mean you know that's what i do i mean that's what i did for you know mm -hmm. years i mean you know uh, you did it for you free. You did it away. Yeah, seriously, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, look, you know, I, I tried to call out the situation. I mean, I didn't try. I did call him out, you know, numerous times online in, in every which way, shape, and form, you know. And so let's just fucking, let's fight and rough and rowdy, man. Let's just say old school versus new school, you know what? And, and but you know what? The, the, the everything has changed. And, and, you know, I think if the younger generation, you know, would see me, I guess, whatever it is about me, I, I don't know what it is, but everyone else sees it, I guess. But, you know, if they see if they see the this, this show like everybody else saw it, I mean, I, I was the biggest thing since sliced bread when that show came out. I mean, I, 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 you, United Talent Agency flew me, out to, flew me out to Hollywood. I was out there, and I was at the Red Rock at a bar, and, and, and it, was a, it was one of my friend's birthday parties, actually, and Doogie Howser was there, Neil Patrick Harris. Mm -hmm. And and I was talking to him for like three hours, and every single per people were coming up left and right and, and recognizing me and not him. And finally, he got pissed. He's like, "I'm Doogie fucking Hauser." <laughs> He's like, "And you, you, he goes, he goes, don't no offense, but you got no talent. I've been fucking acting for all this time." And I said, "No, I, I said I don't have any talent when it comes to that shit." I said, "I, just, I was just myself, you know." And I, I just, you know, I, you know, if people see it, and I can make a run, if I can justify this financially. For the time and everything that it takes away from from my life with my daughter and and, and my you know and, and work, then then I want to do it you know and I and at this point you know what I, I've I've been on top I've been on the bottom I mean I've gone four days without eating you know I mean I've 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 had some really fucking tough times you know and and you know what what the fuck you you don't know unless you throw your fucking hat in the ring and you know what I, I got the heart and balls to do it so. I give it a shot. So I, you know, I threw my hat back in the ring and, you know, it's, it's, things are moving slow. So I, I kind of backed off it a little bit, you know, and, and, you know, God bless my cousin who keeps pushing me, you know, it, it could make something again. I don't know, but I, I, I definitely, you know, I get all these comments from these young fucks, you know, talking shit, whatever, you know, fucking put your money where your mouth is and get in the fucking ring with me. I don't give a shit. Nobody wants to fight me in MMA. 
and they you know they want to fight me in, in boxing, which is you know I'm a wrestler by trade, but I, you know I'll fight anybody anytime. I don't, I don't give a shit. And I'm I wouldn't go in there and take a dive for the money. I could give two fucking shits. I go in there to fucking win. But with with the New Jersey Shore shit, dude, those guys made a lot of money. And you know what? Yeah, I'd get in the ring with any one of those motherfuckers. Plain and simple, man. I'm ten years older than probably than all of them. And and I'll tell you what, man. I would love to get in the ring with any one of them and knock their fucking teeth out. You didn't waste any time there, Tommy. No, I didn't. <laughs> Absolutely. I, 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 I don't. appreciate it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let people catch up. So this gentleman, his wife died, unfortunately, three years ago. Yeah. And his daughter now is six years old. She's about to turn seven. So about three years ago, he went from being a guy who was a breadwinner to still being a breadwinner, but also being a mom and a dad. Yeah. Right? Being a parent or Mr. Yeah. Mom or whatever you want to call it. So it's... It's putting in a ponytail. It's making lunches. It's filling out uh, forms to go to the park. It's it's doing all that other shit and then doing your nine to five with your girl. And that's what's been your life for. And it's and you're a better man for it, by the way, right? I mean, then the rest is bullshit. You know, like to have your yeah. your, your daughter Francesca. You said, correct? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's what he's been doing and. Just like the little snippets we got so far from you, yeah. you have a more interesting story than most of the other people out there. I'll go to like a Jake Paul type kid who is like a Disney kid or whatever the hell it is. I, I really don't care. But like it seems like you've grown up underneath a certain amount of duress. You've had a lot of fun. You've gotten into a lot of trouble. And I'm probably going to apologize because the way you said Doogie Hauser said you don't have talent. I think being someone who's charismatic is a talent. Right. Like being able to have people want to fucking watch you is a talent. I wish I had it. You know, so that that's that's the that's the thing that you got to, you know, I guess go after. So being a parenting podcast. Right. Let's talk about the hardest job in the world. How do you keep yourself grounded around the little girl when you want to punch somebody else in the face? So or is she the toughest girl I've ever met? I don't know. She, she definitely is. <laughs> oh, she is a I'll tell you that. She she definitely is. But, uh, you know, my doors in my house, the, the, every bathroom door sure. will tell you the story. Oh, yeah. um, you, know, I, I, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say I don't get frustrated. I don't get angry. I, I absolutely do. And uh, But, I you know, I walk away, and I don't let her see it. I'm sure she hears it, but I don't let her see it. And, um, you know, it, it's everything has changed for me. And... You know, the bottom line is that she's the only thing that matters at this point. You know what? She's the only family I have left, really. You know, besides, you know, my cousin and everything, but she's my direct family. She's the only one I got left. She's, she's you know, she's the world to me. And, and you know, there's there's nothing in this world I wouldn't do for her. So I got to suck it up. I got to take it on the chin every fucking day, whatever the case may be. And, and it is tough. And, and, and only a father would know. Yeah, filling out the fucking forms, doing this, getting the lunch ready, getting the snacks ready, doing her fucking hair fucking watching videos on YouTube. Obviously, I don't know shit about no. hair. <laughs> you know None of us are throwing stones. Man. You know, yeah. know, I, I, know nothing, I know nothing <laughs> yeah. about it. So, you know, I, I try to do the, the best that I can for her with, 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 with what I have. And at the same time, I do try to stay grounded. But t- to be honest with you, I, I really don't have an answer to that yet. I, I don't know that I am, you know, grounded at this point yet. You know, I mean, every day is a learning experience for me. I, I'm totally... Uh, you know, I'm a work in progress, you know, as a father, as a mother, as a fucking disciplinarian, as the fucking good guy, the bad guy, the fucking friend, the not friend, the fucking parent, the not, you know, I, I got to be everything. There's there's nobody else. So, you know, it's tough for me. It's tough for me every day. But, you know, the, 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 God bless her. She's, she's fucking tough. And, 
you know that that's that's my side she takes after I'm and i i think those last two like little bits we had there is kind of like the the reason i think everyone fell in love with you on the show way back when it's like oh tommy there he is he's the crazy guy he's the guy who's gonna knock you out if you took his cheese balls he's the motherfucker mm-hmm. he's also the guy who goes to the shore every single year looking for love and just wants to find someone special in his life and then again the charisma where you just you jump through the screen there's on one hand I can count the amount of people that we're still you know writing about or talking about and dropping quotes about from 2003 you know in terms of other than you know your athletes or your your actors and stuff like that the Doogie Howsers of the world um, but it's it, it is one of those things and fuck that guy <laughs> I'll fight him I came into this podcast come on like, Doogie I, come on Doogie come put on, your knuckles up motherfucker come get it come get some bro you don't want the yeah. sauce bro yeah. and the funny thing you know this too large we grew up going to the Jersey Sure, you'd see like they say the uh-huh. gorilla juice heads or whatever. You just yeah. see, you know, the the Italians on the beach. I'm an Italian guy. I could say they could say that, right? But sure. The, we'd see what's good, what's going. On. I got Safe. Tommy Chuzwal as my Tommy Chuzwal, Yankee cowboy fan too, by the way. Yes, yes, absolutely. Cowboys, good game buddy. tonight. Good game tonight. <laughs> good game tonight. I don't know if they're going to cover, but they're going to win. But I think what you kind of speak of is something that, um, and I, I'm very happy we have you on the podcast for this too. It's like you know. He, he has a, he has a wife at home and, and it, with his three kids. I have a wife at home with my two kids and the guy who um, is the other guy on the podcast who always bails on us anyway. Oh. So it's it's fitting he's not here. Um, <laughs> he he has a different story where he had a wife. They got divorced. He had a child there and now he has a child with his new wife. So it's two kids there. It's a different story. But we we we've only had we haven't had really anyone on to kind of talk about that single parent life where you don't have. We even have like I said we had KFC who him and his wife are divorced. But you know it the kids go from one parent to the other. Yeah. You're I I, I deal with them. In in the mornings my wife leaves for work early and i have to deal with the kids from basically time of the week around six to get them off at school at 8 45 and i'm like this is the toughest and i'm whining and crying and whatever that's just your life every single day there's no i gotta jump in the shower can someone watch the little baby as no. she's sitting around that's just you you're you're you're, you're on an island basically you're on cheese balls island on yeah. your own with these kids yeah. and i mean you so obviously you kind of had a little glimmer of life what life was like with you know a parent so you had yeah. met your wife did you, did you meet the wife at the, did you meet her at the jersey shore i or, i i, I did. I did, I did, I, but I met her in a different setting. wasn't on a boardwalk or at a club. Okay. I actually met her. It, it, I actually took a, took a break from construction for a while. My body was just taking a beating, and, and I went into financial advising and selling insurance, and she actually trained me out in the field. So they say that uh-huh. shit only happens in porno, right? But, <laughs> but I made it come. To, either, but too. I made it come to fruition. And she was she was a Tom's River girl. She she was, she was born and, bra- and raised in uh, Tom's River, and. Uh, yeah, and she was she was she was fucking great. And, and then you got the kid together, and now you're kind of just rocking and rolling on your own, and you're you're living that life, trying to figure it all out one piece at a time, and everything there. So, and this is someone who's we've always been rooting for you. We rooted for you in '03 to find that girl at the Jersey Shore or whatever it may be, and the white party and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and now it's just it's, it's now the Tommy, you know, Tommy and his daughter. It's it's like a fucking Rocky movie. It's like you know, just, 18 years later, and now we're seeing you with the kid, and we're rooting for you going through that. Well, see, way. and you know, when I when I met her and everything, and everything, my life started changing. You know. I was fulfilled and and I didn't want anything else all I ever wanted was that family life mm-hmm. and 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 I already saw that you know I raised two beautiful stepdaughters with uh, you know daughters of hers from another marriage I called them my my, my I, I never called them my stepdaughters you know I, mm-hmm. I raised them like they were my own and you know it was it was great for a while it was really I got a I got a I got a glimpse of how life really could be what I always wanted and and like that, it was taken away from me, and then you know, it happened. And, and since then, yeah, it's 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 been an absolute struggle. 
Um, but every day I, I learn more and more and, and, and I grow more as a father and, she, and my daughter grows more as, as, as a daughter. She knows the situation that we're in. She gets it. I mean, she's, she's really advanced for her age, thank God. But, I mean, you know, um, she, she's, she's aware of, of, of what has happened. She still remembers her mother, and, and I keep her mother present in her life all the time. I don't want her to forget her mother. Mm-hmm. She was a great mother to her, and, and, and you know, I, I don't ever want her to forget that. I keep that I keep that present in her life all the time, and I and I I try to do the best I can. And believe me, you know I know, I I, I need improvement in a lot of areas. But you know I I don't get a break. I don't get a break. You know, and I, I when I'm done with work, I got to go pick her up at school, and then my 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 fucking third day starts. You know, it's like a day to get just mm-hmm. to get her ready in the morning. Then I go to my work day, and then I got to rush out of there to go pick her up to have my fucking third day of the day to take care of her for the night you know I, I, I like her outside i don't want her playing fucking video games and shit like that mm-hmm. all the time so i gotta get her outside and everything else then i gotta fucking start dinner i mean you know we're, we're, we're getting ready I'm, I'm writing cameo fucking scripts right as i'm frying garlic and right. fucking oil in the fucking pan getting dinner ready like no kidding man right. you know I, magic you're not writing dick and fart jokes like we're doing on the internet. You're working with your hands. You're doing construction, right? You're back in. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Like yeah, I'm a mason and a carpenter. So yeah, yeah. Pour concrete. God, at least four days a week. That's tough work. That's work. I could imagine doing it on my own. Like I, my dad, a local forty iron worker. My two brothers, local three oh, electricians. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, and, but feel his hands. They're the softest yeah, yeah, hands you'll ever feel in your life. To, to hey, truth, right? they, they, they look down from jerking off, but yeah, I, got, I, got, yeah, I got double calluses. They ain't from yeah. jerking off, bro. I'll tell you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it's even on my left hand. That's how you know it's right, not Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's because I, I will never date because I don't want those hands anywhere near this. I, I couldn't imagine it. Doing Why, I'm it single. My, I couldn't imagine doing it on my own. So I, we appreciate it more than you know. We both have wives that are... Uh, um, and chaps too, the third one. We all three of us have wives that are extraordinary, so we're extremely blessed as far as that goes. How do you feel now? Like, so my kids are older, seventeen, fourteen, and eleven. Seventeen-year-old boy, fourteen-year-old boy, and eleven-year-old girl. That's kind of dangerous, right? My my son's a, a senior in high school and whatnot. So even with what I'm doing here, I have to watch myself to a certain degree. We, you know, I brought in a couple beers to have with Tommy, obviously, just because I want to have a couple beers with Tommy. Nothing too bad, but he's aware of everything. And I've had the conversations with them about what's real, what's not. Yeah. I haven't had the conversations with my daughter as much because she's 11. Right. How do you feel about that down the road when you're going to have to have that conversation? Like my wife will sometimes say, he was supposed to be home at 11. It's 11.15. And I'll say to her, what were you doing at 11.15 when you were 17 years old? She's like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, I bet you <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying? Like, what, What's going to be the difference between the way you were raised and the way your daughter's raised. So, so I, I mean, I was sheltered. You know, I don't want to say I was sheltered. I mean, I had a rough life growing up. But Give us the background. You're adopted kid, so, right? Yeah, I'm adopted. Yeah, I was born in Tucson, Arizona. I was given up for adoption before I was born. I was a product of a rape. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. If I was this smart as a baby, I could not have asked for a better family. Great. I mean, if, if it wasn't for my parents, I would be dead or in prison. There's no doubt about it. Um, so I was adopted, and um, they they were absolutely great. You know, my father was 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 involved with the mafia a little bit and uh, had some issues. Um, so he wasn't, you know, he was away a little bit when I was a kid. But uh, you know, when he was back, you know, um, they 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 let me be a kid and enjoy being a kid, and that's the biggest difference I think for my daughter um, is that she can enjoy being a kid only to a certain extent, and and the rest she's got to be a big girl. Um, and, and, and I talked to her like she's an adult. And, and I mean, if she was here right now, she, she, you'd, you'd be, you, your minds would be blown. 
uh, I mean, she's like a little adult. She, she, she gets it. I explain things to her as much as I can, you know, um, you know, she sees me. She sees me drinking beers and stuff. She said, "Daddy, you, you like beer? You like beer?" Yeah, I said I do. And she said, "Well, I, I'd, I'd like to try it. Go ahead. Here, try it." She took a little sip. Yeah, she spit it right out. <laughs> of course, of course. I did the same You're thing. Hoping. As a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I was hoping. I was hoping. If she drank the whole beer, I got to tell you right there, I'd be fucked. I, I'd... Right. One of my three didn't yeah. want to give it back, but the other no show was safe with. Yeah, yeah. Watch that one. Yeah, Watch no, that one. But but I got to tell you, at least you had two boys before the girl, so so you don't have to go to prison. Correct. You know, before the kids are eighteen, before the boys are eighteen. Well said, man. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They can absolutely police this shit for for your daughter, but. My my daughter, I, I have to keep it real with her. I, I, you know, she sees me struggle every day. You know, because she's there. I, I can't shelter her from everything. No, I, I don't. When I break down, then don't get me wrong, and I do. And I fucking cry, and then you know, I miss, I miss my wife. I miss the life I used to have. But I never let her see that. But you know, she does see everything else, and and so I have to keep it real with her and be honest with her. Kids, you know, kids know when you're bullshitting them. They 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 know. And I don't want to. I don't want to be called out later. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's bullshit, Daddy. No, no, no. I'm gonna keep it real with her from this from the start, and that's what I've been doing. I don't know any other way. Like, I, I really was not. I was not bred for this. You know what I mean? But, but nevertheless, you know, um, when shit happens in your life, you gotta you gotta step the fuck up, or or or, or you don't. You know well, what I mean? And I, from- I wasn't gonna pawn my daughter off on somebody else to take care of her just because I just went through the worst fucking devastation in my life no I I, I I gotta step up for my wife for 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 my wife who's no, who's no longer here I gotta step up for her I gotta step up for my daughter and and that's it and I, I don't have help you know from anybody and you know what I'm not crying about it you know I'm not crying about it it is tough and everything and 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 don't get me wrong you're frustrated and angry sometimes but you know the the reward just when that when when just you know when she hugs me and kisses me daddy I love you and 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 everything else. I mean, I got goosebumps right now. It, 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 that's what it's all about. I, I would never know a love like this in my life if they I didn't do have a just daughter. enough, man. They always just they give do. you that look. It's crazy, man. They oh, they're smart. They're yeah. smart. They, they know. <laughs> my daughter knows how to make me fold like a cheap suit fucking instantly, man. She's good. She's, She's spoiled? Good. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, she is. And, and you know, uh, there's a reason behind it. You know, people say, oh, you fucking spoiler and this and that. And my, 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 my theory behind it is this, is that, you know what? If I have to spend more money to keep her mind off of the bad shit that she's already been through, and she's only six years old, then it's worth it. And and if I got to spend fucking twenty bucks to get ten minutes of free time, I'm fucking game <laughs> all day, every day, right. you know. But but she needs to keep occupied, you know, her mind occupied and everything else. And you know, like I said, I, I keep her mom present in her life, but but not that often. Don't you think there are two types of parents? Parents who know that the kids are spoiled. And parents who are liars. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. in like very dire situations. Do you think like knowing that your pop was in prison at some point or that you had a family that was somewhat connected, you think that hardened you from a young age? So then it it, it, it inevitably hardens your daughter to a certain degree. I don't know if harden is the right word. Maybe a street smarts is a better word and it's a, you know, better said. Does the next generation of cheese balls finally get a break? It could be just like the softest baby food shit, like you know. You know, I, I God, I, you know what? Hopefully, I, right? I, I pray for that. I, I really do believe me. I, I, you know, I wouldn't worse. I wouldn't wish what I've been through in my life on my worst enemy. And believe me, I'm pretty creative when it comes to people I hate. <laughs> but but I, and that's the truth. I, I wouldn't wish this shit on on my worst enemy. You know, and 
You know, I, I don't even know what it's like to be happy anymore. You know, to me, being happy is not being sad or fucking angry and, and you know, it, it, and feeling all the loss and everything that I have felt my whole life. So, you know, um, I it's 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 rough it's rough i i i really hope and pray that you know everything that i've been through in my life that my daughter learns from my mistakes which i always try and teach her you know because i feel like if she makes the same mistakes i made then my mistakes weren't worth making but if i can pay it forward where she's not going to fuck up the same way she's going to make mistakes she's going to fuck up Mm -hmm. but if she doesn't make the same ones that i did or that my father did then you know what then then it's a success and and so I, I God I hope she catches a break and 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 to be honest you know that that's the whole that's really the main reason why I even came out and did this again you know just to try and give my daughter a better life like you know I'm I'm not gonna have I don't have a four four hundred one k I don't have any of that shit you know what I mean I I got a fucking house that that I paid it off quick but at the same time you know what now I'm behind on my property taxes you know I I, I got issues you know and I, and it's it's always an uphill battle I I just I hope that. that the good Lord fucking smiles upon us at some point in time, and I could give two shits about me, but just for my daughter, because at six years old, she lost her mother on her third birthday. I mean, that's fucking something no no girl should ever have to go through. No little girl. So I hope to God she catches a break somewhere in life, and, and I will do whatever the fuck is necessary to, you know, to, to, to stack the cards in her favor, so to speak. And like you had, you had said, I think your wife had always wanted people to see the real Tommy, you know what I mean? And not the guy who, you know, was just portrayed on MTV, which I mean, I think any show, right? It's like any show, they kind of will take out whatever they want and bring the, and you know, to be fair to MTV, that is what brought you into our lives. We're like, we like that guy. And and I think your true personality shined out is what made everyone fall in love with you. And then you then take that with this crazy world we're living in where you can just go online for five seconds and become (laughs) a fucking, you, you go around the office here, I'll take you around. I'll just be like, that guy had a, a viral video because the Mets missed their opening day. He missed his train, and now he's a full-time employee. Right? It's, you have this guy. Like, it's just a bunch <laughs> of crazy-ass shit, just the way the world works. And then, like you said, with your cameos, with your TikToks, all this kind of... You got a YouTube now, Tommy Cheeseballs Unfiltered? Yeah. Tommy Cheeseballs Unfiltered, at Tommy Cheeseball on Twitter. Yeah. Instagram? Yeah. We got it all. We got the whole, the whole fucking caboodle here, Instagram, Twitter, yeah, all that all stuff. Them. And then, like, now, if, if your daughter ever says, hey... Uh, you know, someone in school showed me this idiot Clem wrote a blog about Tommy Cheeseballs. That's you, Dad. Like, are you ready to have the conversation about the hour that she, that you spent on TV to I, make you what you are? I already have. She knows exactly where I am right now. She's she's uh, so behind it and and so wants me to succeed. You know, it's uh, it, it, excuse me for a second. No, no it, it, it just it gets me choked up because she really. You know that that poor girl sees the struggle that I go through every day, and she wants she wants to see things get easier for us, and she wants them to get easier for me. And and you know, I, unfortunately, she has to see that side of me because there's nowhere else. There's, I can't point her off on somebody else, or you know, there's only only so many places I can hide from her. You know, in my house. You know what I mean? And and she sees it. She knows what I go through every day, and and. She's all behind it. I mean, she she's drawn up logos and, and all kinds of shit, you know, and and you know. She doesn't uh, call you cheese balls, Daddy Cheese Balls. She doesn't call she, you cheese no, balls. Does no, 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 no. Well, she has though. She has though. And I'll tell you that there was a disciplinary fucking conversation that happened <laughs> sure. immediately. 
You know, and that I, was his MTV voice that just came yeah, out. Yeah, right. I heard that. She yeah, called yeah, me that. Tommy Cheeseballs, and I said, it's fucking daddy to you always. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. it. So then it was daddy Cheeseballs, and I said, okay, so you want to get your ass kicked. Basically, bottom line. She has you know? in her. She has a little she bit does. of wise ass, right? She, she, she definitely does. <laughs> she definitely does. God bless her. So I think we can all agree that a lot more has been made out a lot less, right? So what? what's... I'll ask Clem, right? I, I, like, put our brains together. These three bald heads together. Brennan, <laughs> your, your cousin, all that stuff. What what, what should be the next step? Like, what should be the next step for a guy who has a certain degree of, I don't know, like a little bit of icon status for a small group of people? Internet 1.0, as Kevin calls it. That's yeah, what he calls like, it. The, the, and then the you come back stuff. and, uh, you know, you say you want to fight, and you certainly seem like you're, you'd be able to throw down tomorrow. I mean, you're, you're thinner than you were back in the day. Tommy's wearing a tank top for people that can't see on the podcast. Like, he's coming in cheese ball style. Shot. He's yeah. staying in good shape. I mean, you probably still throw a punch pretty well and stuff. I don't want to find out the wrong way. But it's <laughs> it's one of those things, like, is that is that the easiest way nowadays? Is it is it an, is it an, a YouTube show? Like, what's what's the path? What's the path to try and capitalize on that more so than you know the kid who made 12 million dollars last year reviewing toys on youtube who infuriates me just some fucking kid in denmark or something like i don't know is it is it a rough and roundy thing to try to try to keep it like just try to knock it off and then go from there how old of a guy so i'm 45 years old but that that was not the route i originally wanted to take you know what i'm saying but it does seem like that that's where the big money is quick and everything else and you know uh, that's not the route I wanted to take. You know what I mean? I, I'm 45 years old. I, I'm fucking too busy raising my fucking daughter, working, and 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 with the everyday fucking struggle to worry about you know fucking fighting people anymore. You know? Would you but, get into the ring though? I mean, would it be oh, something that you get into? Is is it a lifestyle like to train because you're obviously in the gym or at home working out or whatever? Maybe mm-hmm. got a bag at home. Would it be something that you know you would kind of enjoy? For some people, it's a change of lifestyle. Like, all of a sudden, you get some guy who was a YouTuber, and now he wants to try and box. It's a 100% change of lifestyle. But for you, is it something that you would kind of do on accident, that you'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to... So, so I mean, look, I, I, I've been fighting my whole life. Uh, I mean, bottom line, uh, you know, I am not a boxer. Non-sanctioned, by, though. Non-sanctioned, that's <laughs> correct. I'm not, I'm not a boxer by, by, by trade. Uh, I'm a wrestler. That, that's where my game goes. And I've, I've made that work for me in fights. Um, I would absolutely get in the ring... Uh, I, I do have a bag. I I, I I actually put cut two notches in, in fucking two trees in my backyard and total redneck style. I hung up two two by eights and wrapped the chain around them with a heavy bag and 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 you know, I, I hit the bag. My my cousin thinks it's funny with my daughter to drive around uh, in the truck while I'm fucking running with fucking sixteen ounce gloves on, my mouthpiece and they're eating fucking bonbons sure. in the fucking truck, <laughs> controlling my music and my headphones. But I, you know, I mean, you know, my my cardio wouldn't be that great, but but I would be ready for for any fight, and I would. But uh, that's not the route that I wanted to take. I want to make something of this. I, I, to be honest, I don't know what it is that people okay. see in me, and I, I don't know what there they is want. There's the more MTV. It's nah. ridiculousness, you know, played <laughs> yeah. for 23 hours yeah. a day. But that is, yeah, yeah, it's nothing like it used to be. Right. So I, I, it has to live somewhere else. It has to live. Yeah. Somewhere, where where is it, Clem? The great, I mean, the great, the great wide internet, and where is it going? I don't know. I feel like every day something changed. I mean, this pandemic has kind of just switched everything too, right? Well, you know, I got an answer. You know, actually, fucking Portnoy had the had the answer. Of course, he did. He he offered me a job, right? And that interview, and then <laughs> that's where we go from here. Good. I don't know. All right, good. I mean, I think it's one of those no. Where you at, Dave? 
<laughs> yeah, I think I don't even think Dave's into that, right? Of course, he, yeah, Devlin. He's not no because he was he's having a good time. He's he probably something. partying right now. I'll tell you what, you're promoting a sports book. He's never around. I mean, every now everything's opening up from state to state. So those guys are in all these different states, you know, just trying to promote the sports. He's got to be the face of it. right He's got to be. He's got to be there because he's the biggest gambler. He's got the most wood in the fucking thing, you know. <laughs> but I'm yeah, telling you right now. So that that is the answer. Having somebody who's a mad scientist like him who builds careers or lifestyles for people is probably the answer i mean don't get me wrong it's huge being on podfathers don't don't now, this is great fucking, this is a, great it's an honor i don't want to throw that word around it. but i think it, like it if dave was to find something where all of a sudden like there's a guy devlin who works here absolute fucking degenerate the guy's an absolute degenerate <laughs> but he runs rough and rowdy like he's one of those guys so like once you get in there that's where the guy becomes a genius so he puts these people in the right situations where they become these like mini celebrities and we have all those little pods where that happens so maybe that is simply the answer hey fire me and hire you yeah. <laughs> no i'm just joking but no you know, they never firing you man oh, you, yeah. you did neither one of you guys you guys run a good yeah, shit yeah, yeah, here. come yeah. back in may but um, yeah. So we I mean, that's like, we got like Shizat the Rizat. Yeah. You have all these characters. I Maybe saw Tommy's him. I the New Jersey version yeah, yeah. of this. Right? I, 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 I've, I've seen him fight. I'm not impressed. See, no, I mean, I'm not impressed by him at all. Tommy could cut a promo right me now. Me at all. Not even thinking. Well, how, how heavy are you, promos. Tommy? I'm 206 right now. 206, and you probably be fighting weight around 190. We get down to 185. I, I'd get down to 185 and fucking no problem. So that puts you around 185. We get you into cruiser. Dev, who we have him fighting? Yeah, Bobby, ba- Bobby Lang li- li- lights I, out. I got a lot of respect for him, but 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 listen, I I, 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 I would get in there. I got to be honest with you. There's a female fighter. I think her name is Cherry Bomb. I'd love to see you get in there and smack the shit out of her. Like Bobby <laughs> that's no given either. She's one broad, right? You know, yeah. what, I'll tell you what. If, if she's a female, I'll put my daughter up against You're her. You're damn right. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, it. Francesca that cheese Cheeseballs. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll put my daughter up against her. She's a dirty shin kicker. You better oh, watch her ass straight up. She will dirty shin kick your ass, bro. You should call out somebody in your office. You should get one of these guys. And I would start with Deion Sanders and work my way down. Let's see that fight happen <laughs> Fucking Deion. You know, his, he was talking shit on that fucking the last fight with Bobby. Right. And, and Pac-Man and shit. And Porter was kind of fucking giving it to him a little bit. But Deion, shut your fucking mouth, dude. There you go. Play football. That's what you do, bro. <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't have hands. Get in the ring if you want to fucking talk. Yeah. 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 Hey, the, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And I was a It's not going to work, by the way. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
brick shit house, and you know, just damn fun to talk to. So if there was to be some resurrection or something like that, and it was to happen in Barstool, God damn it, me and Clem are way behind it. We just wish you the best of luck in the world. All right, All right. I, pr- I appreciate both of you, and thank yeah, you for having me on. We appreciate your really honesty do. and shit. Like, like, sometimes that's not tough to talk about. No, it, it is it, tough it, to talk about. It, 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 it's definitely tough, but you know what? Life is what it is, and that's the way it is. Cheers. That's why we love the man right Cheers, there. Cheers, Cheers, I always keep it real. Cheers, you filthy Italian <laughs> bastard. <laughs> 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 cheese balls. We'll I like you guys here. <laughs> <laughs>